0: all right good evening guys welcome to our first bible study of the year uh second wednesday of the year we thank god amen we just want to go straight into our teaching uh tonight we are going to be talking about planning the new year Um, and we're going to spend the first month talking along those lines we thank god that um Last week, Wednesday, which was the first Wednesday, we used to have some opportunity to pray. And after we have camped at the tent of prayer, we we also have to be obedient by implementing into action uh, divine directives from the Lord. Amen. Sometimes many people just like to camp at the place of prayer. And, and most times... It's it's just a cop-out for laziness, not wanting to take responsibility. But as believers, um, let's take responsibility Mm -hmm. and let's also pray. Amen. And and sometimes taking responsibility means chatting uh, the course that God has destined for you to do. And it's going to take work. Amen. So we want to do that. But before that, let's pray and let's get right into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening, as we come before your word. We pray that your word will minister to us in simplicity and in clarity of speech, yet in the fullness and in the power of your spirits. We thank you that tonight will be an edifying session. May we be blessed. May this message help us truly to chart the course for what you have destined for us this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. One of the things that mark out to me here are the events of planning resolutions, or in some cases, starting afresh. Uh, everybody has a plan when January 1st rolls up. Everybody. The most important thing is that following after the plan January second. So December 31st. That's the problem. Amen. So sometimes we all have plans. Plans like I want to lose weight, <laughs> I want to start going to the gym. You know, now the gym membership is full. Go to the gym. Everybody is seriously working out. It is said that by probably January seventeenth, the numbers start to dwindle down, and then by February, you get your core members of the gym. It's also like diving in church. Sometimes people start out with so much zeal, fire, and passion. <clears throat> I'm going to attend every service. The first Sunday, they are there. Midweek, they are there. By February, they, they can't continue. So it's it's human, it's human nature. Um, I want to start making more money. That's maybe some someone's resolution. I I wanna quit smoking or drinking or any vices that I feel have derailed my destiny. Some to be saying, I want to quit falling in love with the wrong person. You know, and just following the wrong person. So all these are plans. All these are resolutions. And uh, what is common or prevalence among all the wishes is that it's a plan. Like like we said, and it is good to have a plan. There is nothing wrong with having a plan. So let's look at the quotations of what Jesus said when it comes to having a plan, Luke chapter 14, verse 28, Luke chapter 14, verse 28, this evening I'm like, man, I need to be more like Pastor Robert, I need to come with my PowerPoint presentation and when I think the hearing and seeing has a very powerful effect, so Pastor Robert, you, you have a role to play in that, all right. Luke chapter 14, verse 28. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? If you read this in context, you know, Jesus was not necessarily talking about planning. He was talking about the cost of discipleship. All right. So even salvation, Jesus wants you to think about it too so many times people who even receive Christ as their Lord and President, I feel I was moved <laughs> the, the author and the finisher of our faith wants us to think about it before we make a decision. You know Jesus went ahead to talk about the cost of discipleship. it's 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 rewarding at the end, but there are many trials and tribulations in between. And Jesus wants us to make a calculated decision. He was talking to his disciples, talking to them, ah, the, the, the cost of discipleship. But Jesus is saying that you have to have a plan. You have to, you have to be like that. And that's why he used this, this uh, analogy of building a tower. When you are building a tower, you have to first sit down, count the cost, have enough to finish it. Then if you read the subsequent verses, it says that if you don't have enough to finish it, you, you will be... Come, the laughing stock, all right, of people like, wow, you didn't have even enough money to see to it. So, Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith, believes in planning. Planning is biblical, all right. So, based on this, I want us to look at a godly approach to planning. Hence, my theme um, for today planning the new year, amen. So, let's just look at the steps. And then go through. So planning, we're going to look at four steps today. So I want us to go through the first one. Commit to the Lord what we do. Commit to the Lord what we do. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. One of my favorite versions to read from is TLB, the Living Bible. I don't think it's on new version. You might have to download that app separately. I, have, I, I love that Bible because when I received Christ my Lord and personal Savior, this was the first Bible I used. I was using TLB. So it always reminds me back. So, most of the verses I was able to memorize, I memorized them in the Levin Bible. Then I remember I changed from that to I think Good News Translation. I changed from Good News Translation to King James Version. And I, I use New King James Version. So, TLB. Commit your work to the Lord. And then your plans will succeed. Commit your work to the Lord, and then your plans will succeed. Proverbs. In fact, if you look at TLB, it calls it the Proverbs. It doesn't just call it Proverbs, the Proverbs. The Proverbs 16, verse 3. So the scripture is telling us that if we want our plans to succeed, if we want to um take our check boxes this year, we should commit our plans to the Lord. And one of the best ways to commit your plans to the Lord is in prayer. Commit to the Lord in prayer. Amen. The, 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 don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume. Commit to the Lord in prayer. It's one of the best ways. Spend time praying. Spend time praying. Lord, what do you want me to do? I commit it to you. It's 2024. It's January 10th. The year is fairly young, so you can really chart your course. Lord, what do you want me to do? Commit to the Lord. The Bible says that when we do that, our plans will succeed. Amen. Let me give you a typical example. My current job that I'm doing, I do remember before I applied for this job, I applied for many jobs, many, 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 many jobs. Many jobs that I think high paying. many jobs I think maybe will suit my skill set and providing my experience I already had and all that stuff. But for some reason, every job that I desired, perhaps the Lord didn't even desire, that's why I didn't have it in the first place, was turned down, turned down, shut down for some reason, you know, but th- this job came. I didn't want to apply for it. I I didn't. I, I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't. It was something that I even spoke to my wife about, like, you know, I that, that I felt like, you know, of, of everything that I've applied for, this one keeps coming up, and I don't want to do this one. But for some reason, I just took a step of it, applied it, believing it was God's will. And then, you know, I, I had it. And then, years after, I, I look at it, I realized that this was what God wanted me to do. So commit to the law what you want, what you want to do because um, man's ways and God's ways sometimes can be very contrary. Don't assume the will of God. Sometimes we assume the will of God. It might be good. The specs might be right. It might fit your preference. It might not be the will of God. It might not be the will of God. And sometimes we are afraid of the will of God, that the will of God is less. But when you look at it in the big picture, the will of God is more. When it fits in the grand scheme of things, you realize that God's will is always the best amen so please learn how to commit to the lord what you will do don't assume don't assume some of you may write oh i want to i want to hit six figures i want to hit five figures i want to be in the higher five figure range you'll be surprised that god will say that no that that is not what i want you to do i just want you to seek my face what about that you see, it, it even, it even on the periphery, it even sounds like, wow, I'm losing. It even sounds like you are losing. But you will be surprised what will come out of just seeking his face. The directives, the instructions, the favor, the prosperity, the breakthrough. Is it? that's why I'm saying that. Don't assume. Don't assume. God's will is always the best. Please, let's learn to commit to the Lord what we do very important so maybe you may have written your goals your plans just tonight when you are praying can you ask a lot is this truly what you want me to do truly is this really what you want me to do or is this my desire and if it's your desire please be flexible and allow God to change it. You see, it it, it gets scary when you speak like this. I tell you, many years ago, I used to get very scared of the will of God. And it showed my level of maturity, level of faith, and even the depth of my relationship with God. But when you come to a place whereby you are able to trust God, it, it also shows that, wow, your relationship with God is growing. At uh, a uh, time, I used to be scared of the will of God. Like, but I felt like the will of God is less. The will of God is less. And, and if you're a believer and if you're always feeling like that, it, it speaks of your level of maturity with the Lord. And it also speaks of your depth of relationship with God. Perhaps your relationship with God needs to go deeper. Amen. All right. I can't see myself recording. Am I recording? Because I did hit the record button. Does anybody know if I'm recording? Because I can't see here for some reason. Yes, you are recording. Okay, thank you. All right. Let's move to the second one. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. We are looking at this in the AMP, Amplified. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. The way of the arrogant fool. And who is the arrogant fool? You know, that's what Amplified do. It opens it up in parentheses the one who rejects God's wisdom. So anybody who rejects God's wisdom is an arrogant fool. I, I quote, is right in his own eyes, but a wise and prudent man is he who listens to counsel. Amen. Um, please listen to advice from others when planning the new year. Be open to counsel or advice from the Holy Spirit. That's very important. Uh, godly friends and the like, don't, don't be too set in your ways or too headstrong. Amen. Don't. Let God have the final say. And sometimes God is going to have the final say through the Holy Spirit through godly friends. I'm sure some of us may have friends, you know, or um, uh, maybe our, our circle of association who we may want to uh, share things with. Um, be, be, be very uh, sensitive to who has your ear. You know, but by this point, I'm not saying listen to any advice. I like to listen to advice, but I see advice I see advice. I try to make sure that not everybody has my ear or my heart. I, I see advice. What why what do I mean by I see advice? Because I try and look at the person. Is he a Christian? Is he spirit-filled? In certain areas. Now, maybe if it comes to maybe things like maybe a career, academia, that might be a different story. But when it comes to like plans, That has to do with life and death. I need a spirit-filled person to give me advice and counsel. So I can't just take advice from anybody. I can't just take advice just because you are my wife. I can't just take advice just because you are my mother. Christian first, spirit-led second, and then the relationship matters. Well, that's how I prioritize it. Amen. So listen to advice from others. Don't, don't be too headstrong and too in your ways. So be pliable. Be pliable. Be flexible. Yet be very cautious and also be very sensitive to who has your ear. Not, not everybody should have your ear. But listen to advice. Amen. The Bible says that, When you listen to counsel, you are wise and prudent. So sometimes someone may tell you that, oh, okay, it's a good plan, but what about maybe doing this, doing that, looking at it from this angle? It might be spirit-led, it might be spirit-filled. Take it. A typical example is Joseph. You know, Joseph was a prisoner, came out of prison, went to the royal palace of Pharaoh, interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and give him advice on what to do. You know, Pharaoh was godless, evil. But he listened to the advice. And it saved them out of seven years of famine. But he could have said, man, who are you? You're a prisoner. We've been doing this government thing for a long time. Do you know how long I've been in power? Who are you? You have a pre- you have a prison index number two two four one one six six zero orange jumpsuit. Who are you to advise me on how to run the dish? He could have he could have put up such um, a posture, but he didn't. He listened. He listened, and it's it saved his country from seven years of famine. So that's what I'm trying to say. Listen to advice. When you have plans, listen. Be pliable. Some of you may happen to share your plans with good Bible-believing friends or even maybe your leaders or maybe your pastors. Be, be sensitive to hear whether the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through them. And if the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through them, just change your plan. Amen. I'll give you a typical example. I was I was speaking with our deputy general overseer, Bishop Seo. I think this was on Wednesday, last week, Wednesday. We were talking about something. I told him about a plan. Then he said, Why don't you do it this way? Straight away, I'm like, Oh, thank you. I sense the spirit speaking through you. I I just changed it quickly. You know, but I had written, like I could have said, Oh, but I've written this go, da, 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 yadda yadda yadda, you know, I could have given all the steps. But when I saw, I just changed it, you know, when I put the phone down, the first thing I did was that I started to type and then change and made some just uh, some um, um, course adjustments towards whatever I had written and whatever I had discussed with him. Learn learn to be pliable and be sensitive. This us start with Wednesday, 10 January. So I really thank God for that. And normally I don't even share things like that. I don't even know what made me decide to share it with him, but. He just gave me a very wise suggestion, an alternative, which I believe was the Spirit of the Lord speaking through him. And then I realized that, wow, it was good that I told him because maybe the Holy Spirit really wanted me to tell him. Because I, I don't remember ever discussing issues of that nature with him. But what I'm saying is that be open when the Spirit of the Lord is ministering to you through other people. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will minister to you directly. Sometimes it will minister to you through people. Be sensitive. That's why it's very good to have Christian friends. Very good. Because that's one good advantage. You are able to sense the Spirit of the Lord speaking through them. Amen. Okay. Let's look at the third one. We have to recognize our ultimate lack of control. We have to recognize our ultimate lack of control. Let's go to James chapter 4, verse 13 to 16. There's a very important point to note. Recognize your ultimate lack of control. I'm reading this from the Good News Translation. Now listen to me, you that say, today or tomorrow, we will travel to a certain city where we will stay a year and go into business and make a lot of money. Verse 14. You don't even know what your life tomorrow will be. Is it when you read this at surface, it is not discouraging you from making year-long plans. I understand I me mean. because I've seen people who do like no. I mean, I don't really plan anything because the Bible says that you don't know what your life will be. No, that's no, that's not the import of James's message. You are like a puff of smoke which appears for a moment and then disappear. What you should say is this. So this is what James wants us to do. James is no way telling us to abrogate planning James is nowhere telling us to have long-term goals that's not James's purpose but this is James's message in verse 15 you should say it's this if the Lord is willing and we will live and do this or that that's what the, that's what James wants you to do so I take a lot of inspiration from this scripture. Even at work, I even say, God willing, tomorrow, God willing. And I know I have a bunch of people at my workplace who are not Christians, but it's, it's it's you know, it comes because I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what next month will bring. I don't know what next week will bring. But we must always learn to say, God willing. So if you are going to travel, always make it a point to say, God willing. God willing, tomorrow. God willing, next week. God willing, next year. So when you read the first two verses, that's verses 13 and 14, Apostle James is not saying, don't plan apostle james is not saying don't have long term goals that's not his that's not his uh, import of his message his import of his message is learn how to include god and say if god wills we shall do this we shall do that if god wills tomorrow we will travel to a certain city and we will stay there a year go into business and make a lot of money That's what Apostle James is saying. Apostle James is not against you planning that tomorrow I'm going to go to a place for one year, go do business and make a lot of money. Apostle James is not against that. Apostle James is rather saying that include God in the plans because you have to recognize your ultimate lack of control. And then verse 16. But now you are proud and you boast. All such boasting is wrong. So whenever you are planning to do something, you don't include God's will. You don't include God in the picture. Apostle James says that you are proud and you boast. And all such boasting is wrong. 2020 has to really teach us a lesson. You know, I don't know, but the the number 2020, the number even sounds so nice. People were very superstitious with the numbers and what they wanted to achieve. We couldn't do any of those things. By March, it was a total lockdown. I remember even on 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 our socials, 2020 became a trending topic. Like, it should just go. We are ready for 2021. It was it was something else. Recognize your ultimate lack of control. I remember just uh, recently someone who went to Ghana for holidays. He he was planning to come January third. He couldn't make it. Went to the airport. <laughs> he didn't have a seat. You know, for what for X Y Z reasons. He tried about three times. He couldn't come. He just came. Recognize your ultimate love. La- there are certain things It's just beyond your control. Recognize your ultimate lack of control. You can die. It's ultimate lack of control. There are people who plan tomorrow about this time, I'll do this next year, and they are dead. Recognize your ultimate lack of control. That is why, please, make it a point to say God willing, in writing or in saying. And don't be shy to tell your atheist friend God willing. God willing, next year I will travel. God willing, next week I will travel. God willing, tomorrow I will come here. God willing, tomorrow we will do this. Learn how to use God willing and don't be shy about it. Don't say, oh, this is not a Christian context. Learn how to say God willing, shamelessly. Because when you do that, you are recognizing your ultimate lack of control. And you have to understand that human beings, we really don't have control over over a lot of things. We don't. We don't. If we think we have control, Apostle Paul says, Apostle James, I'm sorry, says that we are proud and we are boastful. And all such boasting is wrong. 2020, one of the lessons that it should have taught us is to humble us that we are not in charge of our plans. We aren't. We aren't. The whole world came to a standstill just because of the virus. We are not in charge of anything. We have to recognize our ultimate lack of control and say, if God wills. We are texting somebody, God willing, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't just say, I'll see you tomorrow. God willing, I'll see you tomorrow. See? recognize your ultimate lack of control. you know why you are here? You are here by the mercies of God. You are not here because you responded to the alarm clock, because there are some people too who couldn't respond to the alarm clock. It worked okay on their phone, but their spirit being was transported to another world, and so they couldn't wake up. So if you are here, It's just by the grace and mercy of God. Recognize your ultimate lack of control. Amen. So that's one thing. When you are drawing plans, recognize your ultimate lack of control by including God wills. Do you understand? So we have to make it a habit of saying God willing. God wills. Either by texting or by writing or vocalizing it. Because when you do that, you are recognizing that I'm finite, I'm limited, I don't know it all, anything can happen. Amen. Do you even know what will happen by 8 o'clock? I don't know what will happen by 8 o'clock. I'm just living by faith in the goodness of God. That's it. Anything can happen. Amen. Let's look at our fourth one when it comes to planning. Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty-one. Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty-one. There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand. It's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Please don't be afraid of the Lord's purpose. Okay? Don't don't be afraid of the Lord's purpose. It's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. There are many plans in the mind. So you can have many plans. You see, so scripturally... Planning is not antithetical to our faith. Scripturally, planning is something that every believer should do. But remember, you can have many plans in your hearts. It's only the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Don't be discouraged when there is a detour to your plan. Because God is our Father. And listen, He always always, always, A-L-W-A-Y-S, always has our best interests at heart. Any counsel or plan that prevails above yours is for the betterment of your welfare. Amen. So please trust in God. Don't don't fight it. Don't, Don't fight the Lord's purpose. Don't fight it. Allow his purpose to prevail. Amen. So please pray. Pray and know the Lord's purpose concerning your job, the Lord's purpose concerning uh, any future endeavor you want to take, any business you want to do in 2024. Please pray. Allow His purpose to prevail. You may have your plans at heart, but don't be discouraged at all if the Lord's purpose prevails over your plans. Amen. All right, so today is just short and sweet. I think this is all I'll have for today. So we have looked at four steps to planning, a godly and a biblical approach to planning. Number one, commit to the Lord what we do. Please remember to commit to the Lord. Spend some time praying. Don't assume you know what God wants. That's a huge mistake. Don't assume. Please pray about what you want to do this year. It's still early days, very, very early days. We are just in the 10th day of a new year. Commit to the Lord what you you will do. Please listen to advice from others. The Holy Spirit sometimes will speak to you directly. He will also speak to you through other people, especially yielded vessels. Number three, recognize your ultimate lack of control when it comes to planning. All right. So the scripture that we read in James chapter 4, it's not against planning. He's just against not including God in your plans. So draw your 20-year plan, draw your one-year plan, your six-month plan, but please don't make the mistake in including God in your plan. And one of the practical ways to include God in your plan is to vocalize God. God willing, I'll do this tomorrow, either by writing it or vocalizing it and then number four is the lost purpose that prevails don't be afraid of the purpose of the lord i said that in point one don't be afraid of the purpose of the lord amen it's always better and when i look at my life today i'm glad i'm doing what i'm doing but i tell you the gospel truth i saw many jobs i kept on choosing all the other jobs and leaving that job aside (laughs) <laughs> and for some reason, it always will still come back to me on my desk. It's the Lord's purpose that prevails. I've really come to understand that what I'm doing today, like where I, it's just the Lord's purpose. And it has prevailed. It has prevailed over every other thing that I wanted. Every other thing. When I work corporately, New York, wherever. Look, it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Follow the Lord's purpose. Amen. So that's it for tonight. If you have any questions or contributions, it's more than welcome. God bless you. If you need a slice up there, you could let me know. I could just put it back up for you. I just want to, um, thank you for sharing. God bless
1: you. Uh, I just want to speak on one of the points that you mentioned about, um, speaking with others who are spiritual. So I remember some, I mean, some years ago, I was talking to you about something. And then you quoted a verse that, um, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And that verse has stuck with me anytime that I need to consult other people. That in the multitude of counsel, there is always safety. When you get counseled from others and you know their opinion and what they are also thinking, that takes you closer to the solution than you thinking through the whole process by yourself. So, it's just a natural snap point and um, talking to other people. Um, I think that's very important when we're making decisions about our life. Um, that are important to us. Of course, you, you mentioned, you clarified that the people should be for people, which is definitely important. So, in a multitude of the counsel, is always safety and, uh,
0: making plans and
2: taking decisions.
0: Amen. So that's very powerful. The monster of counselors, there is safety. So please. Um, There's a proverb that they said, they say in my Ghanaian dialect. I dream, then you pop you. Wisdom is not only one person's head. All right. That's why God has created all of us. We all have different experiences. Different exposures. So uh, every knowledge is not in one. No matter how wise even you think you are, it's not in one person's head. So le- learn how to borrow vessels from other people. Amen. Yeah. Hello. Yes, yeah,
2: sir. So uh, I would like to ask you a question.
0: Okay, sir. A
2: greeting to everybody. Um, Today I'm I'm asking a question. So, If if we know that always God's purpose will prevail or will establish, then I think there's no need for us to plan. Because even when you plan, God's purpose will prevail. So just allow God's purpose to prevail. That is what I'm asking. So is it necessary to plan Things even when you plan, God's
0: purpose will prevail. Okay, that's a very good question. We are saying that the Lord's it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. We read that scripture from Proverbs 19, 21. So is it even important to plan if God's purpose will prevail? Amen. What do we think? That's a very good question. Very thought provoking.
3: I'll chime in a little bit on that one, and then I also—I mean, we'll do lords, and then later I'll add something of my own. So, uh, yes, it's it's, it's a is a is a good one. I was gonna say this, you know, when we when we're planning, right? I think the the thing is that we feel like we will because we do, we feel disappointed or discouraged, right? When our plan doesn't work out. And so then we kind of tend to want to go, oh, well then the Lord's purpose will prevail. So then I'm not going to bother planning because it's kind of like you try to, you try to, um, what's the word, soften the blow, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but here's the thing, right? So God puts his purpose in us. That's the thing, right? And that's what we need to listen to and then plan. It's not the other way around. See, that's that's a mistake that we make. And so I say that because I had the same problem early on. I had this problem that, and I used to get so disappointed, so depressed because I'm um, I'm I'm trying to make something work and it's not working, and you go God like why like I don't understand like I feel like I need you know, but you you said in one of your points you said that we should pray, and that is what it is. We have to pray first and plan as we pray, as we're planning. Pray, Lord, is this what because I I feel this is what you want me to do? Is this so? And then you plan towards it. Because see, if you, if you don't plan towards it, let's take like a degree, for example. Let's take a, like a degree. How are you going to go to school? How will you plan to go to school if you don't know God's purpose? How do you prepare yourself for that purpose that God has put you for? Read articles, do your research, do your resourcing. How do you do that if you're not planning? So we can't throw planning out the window. What we need to do is find out what's God's purpose. What what direction do you, Lord, this is, and you you can tell God like how you feel, tell God what you want. It's not like he's gonna negate to you what you want, your desires. But in listening to God, sometimes you'll find out that what he wants is actually better than (laughs) what you wanted. And you'll wanna take God for what he's, giving you,
0: right? And then you plan towards that, and you just keep praying and planning. Yep. That's Amen. my two bits. Amen. Oh, that's powerful. Very powerful. Amen. So, I just say something. Planning is not antithetical to our Christian faith. Planning is part of the Christian faith. Amen. So, we are supposed to plan, but we have to plan in sight of knowing what is God's master plan for us, that's why it's important. Otherwise, like she just said, you always come up with certain theories when you bang your head against the wall. Oh, maybe this is the will of the, you know, you do that from a defeatist point of view, and that that will not help you either. Plan being informed, that's what it means. Plan being informed, informed of. What is God's heart informed of? What is God's agenda? And better still, just be prepared to be pliable if God wants to change your will. That's it. Because one of the things about God is that he will unveil his plan to you in stages. He might not give you the full picture. So as you go along the way and when his purposes are beginning to be manifested fully, be prepared to be pliable. And change along the way and make any cost adjustments necessary if it demands so. Amen. Lord, is your question answered? Uh somehow only only only... it's like uh 95 answered, 95%. Answer. 95%. Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let, let, let's let's look at it. Which part do you want clarification? The five percent.
2: Oh, like, like I was saying, and uh, Lady Pastor uh, give me a good one, but the whole thing is, even if I plan, my, my main point, uh, the clarification I want from, even if I plan, and I know God's purpose, will prevail. Why? Why should I worry myself? Because (laughs) that is one thing, one thing, an action. Even if I plan, and God's purpose will prevail,
0: why should I worry myself, planning? Uh, one, One of the reasons why you should also plan is because it is also in your planning that you will see God's plan. Because let's say you decide, okay, I'm not going to plan. How are you going to know this is the will of God for my life? If you have no goals, wow. you have no visions, you have no plans, how are you going to know? Uh, sometimes uh, it is even in the planning of your plans that you are even able to filter clearly. Okay, this was my desire. This was my inclination. This is God's desire. It's even sometimes that's how you are even able to tell the difference. But sometimes let's say you decide to live with no plans at all. Okay, I'm not planning because it's the Lord's, it's the Lord's plan that will prevail. You will never know the Lord's plan by not planning. Do you understand? You yeah, you, you yeah. will never know. It will never, will never come to you. God's plan will never come to you. God's plan will never prevail upon you because you don't have a plan. You will have to have a plan. But the point that we are saying is that just be pliable, be flexible if God tells you to adjust your course, make certain edits to your plans. That's all that we are saying. God wants us to plan. And if, if you were here earlier, we just say that even coming to receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Jesus doesn't want us to take it on a wimp or on an emotional reaction. He wants us to take it according to plan. That's why he gave that parable. If someone is intending to build a tower, he has to first and foremost outline the cost before he starts to build. You know, that is talking about the cost of discipleship. So even just to be a disciple, Christ wants us to take into account Serious considerations, serious plans on how to become a disciple. That's why the Bible says that if, if you take your hands from the plow, you're unfit for the kingdom. And people who normally take their hands from the plow, they didn't plan. They didn't plan. They didn't have any plan to become a disciple, to see to whether I go through the pains, the struggles, the test of my faith to endure to the very end. That's what makes you unfit. So You have to plan. But one of the best ways to plan is that. Just plan informed. And how do you plan informed? You first pray. And after you pray, you plan. But just make room for the Holy Spirit to interrupt, interfere, or tell you to edit your plan. That's where we are coming from. Amen. Amen. Can
3: I also add something small to what you're saying? so I think because I'm hearing Pastor Steve and then I'm also hearing um Pastor Lord so because I think you know because we're I think that the mind goes the Lord is going to prevail the Lord is prevailing the Lord is guiding me but so this is the thing that is not a but, but it's more like we have to consider even the earth, when it was formed, God had a plan. Mm-hmm. So my point is that planning makes gives us structure. That's the purpose of planning. Planning puts a structure to God's purpose. So we need to plan because is it what what so now we're going to go with Pastor Steve said best as said that in order for god's purpose to prevail you need to plan that because of that if if we if you know god's purpose isn't going to come out of a, out of chaos you're not going to get it it's going to come from a plan you know when god formed the earth he made a plan it was step by step by step it wasn't just it'll just come together right That's the purpose of planning. That was my my little extra I wanted to add. I I don't know if that also gave a better picture. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Amen. 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 So what's the percentage now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh it's good,
0: it's good. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, that means good. It's, good. It, it's it's Bible study, so yeah. It, the, the goal of Bible study is clarity. Mm-hmm. So I really want to know the percentage. Mm-hmm. Is, it's it, good. is it is it is it a hundred? Yes, it's good. It's are you good. sure? Or you are just saying oh, it just I to pacify it. me? Oh, that means
2: good. It's good.
0: Okay. Well yeah. why am I not too convinced? I think because uh, he it
3: needs
0: like to that. I think you know sometimes we need to yeah. process it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take it I'll take it like that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says it's hundred. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. The laughter is not convincing, but we'll take it like that. We'll take it like that. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll take it like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Who has any contribution or question? We have about four minutes on the clock, then we'll be done for tonight. What have you learned tonight? Uh, uh, so, uh, yes. what one, the little uh, I've
2: also learned about this thing is that when you consider the rich man, he had all the wealth all that he has for himself and he himself. The rich man, see my my soul. Eat this, have this, have this, and God said tomorrow, your soul will be kissing from you. Yes. So wh- what what I what I learned from these things, all this is even if you don't plan, you have a plan. Hmm. That is that is what I have come to conclusion that even if you don't plan, it's a plan. But, like he was saying, taking God's equation out of it, that is the problem. Because even if, so nobody will say, I'm going to worship washroom without planning. The moment you wake up, it's just, it came to you, but within that twinkle of an eye, you have planned to go to the washroom. <laughs> to go and maybe, maybe, or we'll do something. Oh, I want to go to. Uh, uh, well, within that space of time, you are planning. But because, like we are saying, you did not add the God actor in it, and as if you have control over everything. So and, uh, I like it, like it, oh, for, for the fact that uh, you have to plan, like I we was saying, even if you don't plan, you are planned not to plan. <laughs> you are plan not to plan. So that is that is one I've, I've learned also and that is little contribution I'll add it to what I asked also. Uh, and I like the, the contributions that you add from Pastor Jessica and you as well. I think I think I'm, I'm I'm very good. I'm very good. So like I said, I'm very good.
0: <laughs> okay. Amen. Thank you. All right. Uh, I wish we could sing Be Magnified, O Lord, but we just have two minutes on the clock, so we will just end. But uh, that is I'm sorry? That is generous. Yes, son. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I time. not I you Immediately after teaching, you will read that song. Yeah. Mark it <laughs> <laughs> anytime you finish preaching, <laughs> be magnified.
0: <laughs> amen. Yeah. yeah. So um we have to allow God to be magnified, amen. We shouldn't make God too small in our eyes. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. The, the, the words of this song are very mean, and you know what? Yeah. We yeah. all finish eight o'clock. Let's play this song. Let's play. Let's play this song. Let's listen to the words of the song, and let that song be our prayer for tonight. Amen. Okay. Amen.